The title of this message is Believing Believers. In John chapter 1, we're just going to read uh, one verse here. In John 1, we're going to read verse 12. The Bible says, But as many as received Him, received Christ, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on His name. That's a powerful verse, isn't it? Let me read that again. But as many as received Him, you know, Christ, Christ salvation, the gift of salvation is free. Uh, you say, what do I got to do to accept it? What do I got to do to have it? Receive it. That's what you do with other gifts, isn't it? You receive it. He says, but as many as received Him, received Christ, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. Think about that. Being adopted into the family of God. Being, being uh, in, in, in the family of God Almighty. He says, even to them that believe on His name. That's simple, isn't it? Believing in the name of Christ Believing that Christ is who He said He is. Believing that Christ uh, is God. Believing that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That's simple. I don't, you know, a child can understand that. Believing. Uh, believing. That's what we're talking about this morning is being believers. We call ourselves believers, don't we? As Christians, as followers of Christ. What do we believe? If we call ourselves believers... What is it that we believe? What Really, what does all this boil down to? What is, wh- why are we here? What is the foundation of our belief? In other words, what is the object of our belief? Or what we put our belief in, our faith in? And that's simple. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what we sang about this morning, isn't it? Jesus Christ is all I need. He is all in all. He is all these things. Jesus Christ, He has, he has the power. The power. Now turn, we're going to read a couple verses in John about believing. Turn to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. The story here is, there was a blind man that Christ goes up to and heals. Just heals him. Of his blindness. He's been blind from his birth. The blind man didn't know who Christ was. And all the Pharisees and Sadducees here in John chapter 9 are constantly asking this man, who healed you? And he's like, I don't know who healed you. And uh, they're getting frustrated because they want to know who's got this kind of power. And uh, he kind of gets a little sarcastic with them when they begin to pressure him and push push on him. And you see in verse, um, where is it? Pick it up in verse 34. And they answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost, and dost thou teach us? In other words, he's just saying, Hey, I was blind, but now I see. That's basically what he's saying. And they're getting upset with him, these religious crowd, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And, and they cast him out. They put him out of the temple. They ran him out of the temple. And Jesus heard that he was ca- that uh, he'd been cast out. And he, when he had found him, said unto him, Dost thou believe I'm the Son of God? That's an interesting question. The religious crowd had just cast this guy out, 
Jesus goes and finds him and, and walks up to him and asks him a simple question. Do you believe I'm the Son of God? This guy's response, he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe on him? I like his heart. Hey, who is, who is the Son of God? Tell me who the Son of God is. Show me who the Son of God is, and I'll believe. I'll believe on it. Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. Another way Jesus could have said it, Hey, the Son of God is the first person you've ever seen. I was the one that healed your blindness. I was the one that delivered you from that. And I'm the first one that you've ever seen. I'm He. The one that's talking with you is the Son of God. Look at verse 38. The right response. And He said, Lord, I believe. And He worshipped Him. He became a believer right then and there. He became a believer in Christ. One last passage in John. This is simple. This is a simple message. But I, I guarantee you, becoming a believer in Jesus Christ, John chapter 20, uh, this simple message, becoming a believer in Jesus Christ, will change your life. Change, it changes every, I believe it changes everyone that believes in Christ. It changes their life. He's got the power. He said He'll give us the power. When we believe in Him, He gives us the power to become the sons of God, children of God. What power? You know, the gospel message, the simple gospel message of Jesus Christ is so simple. And it's the most powerful thing in the world. It's the greatest news. It's the greatest story ever told of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 30 of John chapter 20. This is John writing here. Remember, he is a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ. He says in verse 30, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. In other words, hey, all the stuff I just told you about, him feeding the 5,000, him walking on water, him raising the dead, him healing leprosy, him doing all these things. John says, oh, there was a lot more than that that he did that I didn't even put in this book. He said, I saw it with my own two eyes. Verse 31. But these are written. The things that I wrote in John, John says, that they are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ. That's what the Jewish people were seeking when Jesus came. They were seeking the Christ, the Messiah. And when He came and said He was the Christ, you know, the common people seemed to believe Him and accept Him, but... Boy, the religious crowd didn't. They didn't believe. They just didn't believe. You say, what was the difference between those that, that when they saw Christ and, and experienced His joy and peace and those that didn't? It was simple. They, one believed and one didn't. Some believed on and some didn't. He said, the Son of God, and that believing, you might have life through His name. How are we going to have life? How are we going to have eternal life? Through His name. That's what this all boils down to. That's why we're here. That's what, that's what I believe church is about. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, the Bible tells us. He's the head. He's the, re He's the reason why we meet. He's the reason why we're here. He's the reason we have salvation. He is, as I said before, He is the object of our faith. He is still in control. 
We call ourselves believers, but believers that don't believe are powerless. Have you ever seen that? Believers that don't believe, and, and they are, you can tell a powerless believer because they are completely trusting on themselves and human intelligence to solve every problem. They don't believe. Boy, when, you, when, you, when you're in a relationship with God, when you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're believing, there is no problem that He can't handle. I mean, that's what I'm talking about when we talk about faith. Faith, it changes everything. It changes our everyday circumstances, our everyday outlook, our everyday situations begin. The whole, look, you add Jesus Christ as your personal Savior in a relationship with Him to any equation that you go through in life, to any scenario that you go through in life, and it is a very different outcome. And besides that, there's a whole lot more peace of mind on your way through it. He can. That's, that's all I'm saying. Jesus Christ can. He can. You say He can what? He can deliver us. He can help us. He can lead us. He can guide us. He can save us. All those things. He just can. And if we just believe that He can, then He will. <laughs> Faith moves God. We've seen that all through the Scriptures. Faith moves God. And God can move anything. If God can move anything and we, move, and we can move God through our belief, through our believing in Him and faith in Him, wow. You know, faith is not just understanding. Unfortunately, too many times folks think that we have to understand everything to, be, to experience God. But you don't. Boy, you can experience God and His presence and His filling and really know, know nothing. You know, a lot of religious folks don't like me to say this, but you can experience God and His presence without knowing nothing about the Bible. All you have to know is that is He is your Savior, that He'll forgive your sins, come into your heart, save you, and be your Lord and Savior. And boy, you can start to feel Him in there. And boy, that's the best place. That's the best place to be. You start filling your head with all kinds of head knowledge, facts about God, facts about Jesus, facts about the Bible, without the faith part, without the believing part. And boy, that's a, that's a bummer. That's no fun. That's just dry. I, I was on a big like, a jumbo jet not long ago. This thing weighed over 400 tons. I, had, I got to looking around at this it was full of people, huge. And I thought, this thing's going to take off. It's going to go off the ground and soar, you know, in the sky. How in the world? I had no idea how that could happen. I mean, I know it's got huge engines and all kinds of stuff like that. But really, in my mind, I didn't know how the whole thing doesn't fly apart and break apart. But, but, I, experienced, but I experienced it. I mean, I felt it. I, we got up and got going, and I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm talking, this was... I, I experienced power. I mean, you talk about power. When that thing was lifted off the ground, it was going through the air, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be the pilot right now. Just giving this the gas, you know? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, folks, there's a lot of folks that know a lot about how the planes work, but boy, experiencing it is a whole different thing. And I believe there's a lot of Christians like that. They, they know a lot about all the details, right? But every now and again, you've got to just take off. Every now and again, you've just got to get up and soar above the clouds and just experience God's presence and His filling and His joy and His peace that He can come through just believing in Him. Simple faith. You know, 
Simple faith is how we accepted Christ. Simple faith is how we accepted Him. But it doesn't stop there. We know that it's in Christ alone brings salvation. And all we have to do is believe on Him. By faith, we're, we're saved. But it doesn't stop there. You know, we believe in Jesus for salvation, but you know what? We've got to keep believing in Christ on our everyday walk. I don't know why it is, we as humans, myself included, I can trust Christ, and I have trusted Christ with my eternity. I believe that if I die, I'm going to spend eternity in heaven because of the price that Jesus Christ made on the cross of Calvary. I believe it, and I accepted it. That's, that's huge. I don't know that any decision in our life is greater than our eternity. But yet, I don't trust Him with the little things in my life, the simple things in my life, the things that I should be able to just to trust Him with easily relationships and, and career and all those sorts of things. He wants to be in every part of our life. Wouldn't it be great if we were believing believers? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Believing. You say believing what? Believing that Jesus Christ is who He says He is. And that He can do anything. Just simple faith. Simple faith. That would change our, our thinking. It really would. It would change our everyday decisions. You know, how we see problems would change if we see problems how he sees them. Right? I, honestly, just sitting here in church, uh, you're not, you know, hopefully not stressing out about something right now, but do you think that God ever uh, runs into a problem that stresses him out? That he doesn't know how in the world he's going to handle it? He doesn't, does he? He doesn't. He, he can see the end from the beginning. And so in your life and in my life, boy, the, the things that he knows, you say, uh, is he working things out for the good? Absolutely. He says he's working things out for the good. And them that love God. He can work things out to understand that, hey, the problems that I face uh, are no problem for God. By faith, I believe he'll bring me through this. And by faith, I believe that I'll be better off because of it. And stronger through it. And stronger because of it. How about the way we see people? If we begin to see people the way that Christ sees people, wouldn't that change our outlook? It would be harder to be uh, angry and harder to be bitter and harder, you know, if we begin to look at, at folks and see them in, with eyes of compassion as Christ does. Look at them with their need instead of all their problems. How we see our future, when we, when we look at our future by faith, believing that Christ has a purpose and a plan. This is somewhat, this message is somewhat a second of last week of being faithful to our mission, faithful to our calling, and faithful to our calling. Just going forward on our, on our faithfulness, on being believing believers, this causes and has God work. You know, unbelief is the worst. Unbelief, unbelief will keep us from salvation. Unbelief will keep us from a victorious Christian life. It'll keep us almost in constant fear, really. Unbelief will keep us in, in stress and turmoil and, and really having to depend upon ourselves and our own uh, decision-making and, and circumstances around us, and that's no good. But, but belief, but faith, boy, that'll give us courage over fear. You know, courage is not common. Faith is not common. Even amongst believers, I, I, 
Faith isn't common. When someone stands up by faith and just believes that God is in control no matter what happens, it's easy to say that we believe those things when everything's going good. But what about when everything isn't going so good? To believe that God is and that He will and that He can and that He's going to and expecting Him to do it. Almost kind of like, boy, everything's going bad now. I can't wait to see how He works this out. Almost that sort of attitude. Oh, it's bad now, but I know it's going to be good. People start looking at you like you're crazy. But you know what? They'll find peace in that. Why? Because that's courage. I mean, I think Christians ought to be some of the most resilient people on earth. Why? Because we have hope. No matter what we go through, that we can, hey, we can bounce back. It's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. He hasn't said it's over yet. Just have that faith to believe. I would like faith to be common around here, though. Wouldn't that be great? Be a, be a church of believing believers? A church of faith-filled believers? Hey, we've seen God move. My soul, we have seen God move. Just the fact that we're here today, we've seen God move. You say, how's all this stuff going to work out uh, in moving into the next building in the building of it? Do you have it all planned out? Do you have it figured out? Hope this doesn't stretch you out. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm, I'm amazed that it's worked as far as it has. Believe we didn't. We didn't have a plan when we came here, and so to try and get this great master plan now would probably just be a waste of our time, because God already has a plan. We're just going to take step by step. The first phase is we close on the land. That's great. That's step number one, and that took some faith. Praise God. Next step, phase two, is we build the church. And then next step, phase three, is we fill that church for God's glory, for people that want to worship Him and folks that need Him, want to serve Him. That's going to take some faith. And, and, you know, faith is not completely understanding yet. If we understood everything, if we knew everything, it wouldn't be faith, would it? I mean, if we, oh, I I understand. You know, so many times, and I'm not critical, but sometimes I think that's, problem with believers is they won't move until they know. But that's like that's opposite of faith. That's the opposite of understanding. When God says move, when God leads, you don't know sometimes. You just got to believe. You just got to go. When He says go, just go. And believe me, He will not leave us. You say, I don't know. I'm not sure. Good. Good. Go by faith. Follow him. Trust him. He's got a wonderful plan for you. I, I can't assure you that. You say, how can you assure me that? By faith. By faith. I believe it. I believe it. I believe he has good for us. This is a culture, right? So if we, if we, if we cultivate this culture of faith, uh, you know, folks talk about groups of people and organizations. You know, they'll have, they say the culture. The culture. That's like, a, that's like the peer pressure or something they say. The culture could be good. It's a good culture in society, or it's a bad culture. You know, uh, the culture there was was negative, and the culture there was positive and uplifting, and all those sorts of things. You see what I'm saying? So, what if we, this group of believers, had a culture of faith here? Wouldn't that wouldn't that begin to change our conversations? Huh? When we, when we start talking to folks that are going through things, instead of trying to figure this whole, your, your whole mess out, my whole mess out, by human understanding and human intelligence and human solutions, we say, God can. Let's pray, let's pray about it. Let's see God. God can help us. God can deliver. No problem. 
You say, but it's a big deal. It's a big mountain. It's a big valley that I've got to cross. There's big decisions in my life. No problem with God. Just having this culture of faith that, hey, God can. Just believers that believe. This is a positive, positive peer pressure. A group of believers that are expecting God to work. Hey, like I said, we've seen God move here, but we want to see so much more. Is God capable of so much more? Oh yeah, He's capable. We've seen folks come to know Christ. We've seen lives helped. We've seen God do great things. Hey, we're seeing churches built in other countries. Praise God. But, But by faith, I believe He can do so much more. Right? And how are we going to get God to move? By believing that He will. By expecting it. Expecting great things from God. In the early church... Uh, 2,000 years ago, Christ, he ascended, he ascended into heaven, and He told the disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit, and then they should be, they'll have boldness, and they'll be witnesses for Him. And, and we see in the book of Acts, the early church start, Christians, turning away from the, the law, Judaism, turning to Christ, uh, Jew and Gentile alike, in, in one body, the church. I want to look at a passage in Acts chapter 3. And you see, the early church had, honestly, the early church had nothing. They had nothing. They were persecuted uh, by Rome, and they didn't have anything. But they had faith. And they had a culture of faith. As we read in, in the book of Acts, but man... All of the new believers and converts, they just were believing God could and God would. And you know what? What we read in in the book of Acts? God did. He did. I just want to look at a a, a short little story here about Peter and John and how they saw this situation with this man begging. In in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple, the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So Peter and John are on their way to church, on their way to church, right out in front of church. There's the crippled begging, begging for money. Verse 3, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know what Peter, you know what Peter did? He saw a situation uh, on his way to church, on his way going in, and instead of, instead of this, the human reaction that if we have a little bit of money, give it to him. He says, you know what, I see past the human need, and I see the spiritual need, I'm going to do one better. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about with the culture of faith as we see problems and circumstances. Hey, you know, so many folks are just hoping to get through the day. They're hoping to just get, just get past the next problem. But boy, when you have a culture of faith, when you have an, when you have a, an eternal perspective, you can look right past the, the simple needs and say, look, I got the answer that will really uh, help long term. 
And that is in the name of Jesus Christ, in the power of Jesus Christ. And this, this man, he, he goes into the temple worshiping with him. Look at verse 7 and 8. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he leaping up stood and walked, entering into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. What a testimony. What a testimony. Hey, this early church, they had a culture of faith that when they saw things, they said, hey, Christ can, Christ will deliver. He has that power. He has the ability. So he goes into the temple, and again, Peter and John, they're all experiencing uh, what Jesus experienced. Uh, the religious crowd saying, whoa, 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 what's going on here? How's this happening? And Peter gets the opportunity then to begin to preach to them Jesus Christ. Because of his faith, because of his faith in Christ, a miracle happens. And because of the miracle, Peter gets an opportunity to preach and present the gospel. Look at verse 15 of chapter 3. He said, talking to the religious crowd, he said, hey, you, you, you denied the Holy One, verse 14. Um, you killed the Prince of Peace, verse 15, verse 16. And His name, Jesus Christ, through faith in His name hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by Him hath given Him the perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He says, look, because of the faith in Jesus Christ, because of the faith in His name, this man stands here today. I'd say to many of us that, hey, it is because of our faith in Jesus Christ that we stand here today. It's because of our faith in Him. Look at verse 19. Peter continuing to preach to this crowd. He says, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. He tells them, hey, repent, turn to Christ. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 4. He says, Howbeit many of them which heard the word, what's that word? Believed. He said many of those that heard the word, when they heard Peter, when they saw the miracle, when they saw the lame man, they heard the message, you know what they did? They believed. Believing believers. He says, uh, look at verse, uh, look at verse, let's see here. Verse 10. You, you know, when I think of they heard the word, I think of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know what faith is? It's just believing, believing what God says. You know, you don't have to have faith to know everything, but faith is saying, hey, Whatever God says, I believe. There's a whole lot of stuff that all of us in here, we haven't heard yet. We, we don't know yet. We don't completely understand yet everything in the Bible. But you know, faith isn't always understanding everything. It's just, hey, when, when I see it, when I read it, when I hear it, I believe it. That's faith. Believing that God is able to do what He says He's able to do. And that He is who He says He is. Look at verse, look at verse 10. He says, Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by Him does this man stand here before you whole. He says, This is the stone which set at naught of the builders, 
which has become the head of the corner. He said, hey, the builders, the Jewish people, they rejected Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. But He's become the head. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Verse 12, this is a powerful verse. Neither is there any salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Isn't that powerful? There's no other name. You say, how do I receive it? How do I accept it? Believe. Receive it. By simple faith, believe and accept that free gift of salvation. How do we cultivate? How do we create this culture of faith in our church? How do we, how do we have that, that, that faith, believers that believe at home? When things happen, when, when things come up on our everyday uh, lives, pray about it. You know, prayer shows that we have faith. If we take things to the Lord and bring them before the Lord, that shows that we're, we're having faith that He can do something about it. Or we, we truly wouldn't talk about it to Him if we didn't think He could handle it, if He was interested. A, a, a prayer, encourage each other that, hey, God can. You know, there's times when I'm discouraged. There's times when, when Chad may need uh, encouragement. And so there might be times where Chad says to me, Sean, God will handle it. I might start thinking, how am I going to figure all this stuff out humanly? Chad says, hey, God can handle it. That's, that's creating that, that believers that believe, believing that God's in control. And so being able to, hey, as we sharpen each other up in our walk with Christ, uh, reminding each other, hey, God can handle it. God can and will see us through, and we're expecting Him to do that. So let's be believers that believe. We're going to close here, but I want to give you one last verse to think about as we, as we close. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, this is the verse, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He says, hey, all things are possible. All things are possible to them that believe. You know, let's just be those Christians that are crazy enough to believe that God can handle it, that God's in control, that God will work in our lives and we'll see Him do it. We want to see God do great, mighty things, don't we? Hey, He did great, awesome things in the past, didn't He? We read the Bible. Look at the Old Testament. All those great miracles that He did. Look at the New Testament. All those great miracles He did. Do we still serve the same God today? Absolutely. We sure do. He's the same God. You say, does He, does he do great mighty things now? Yes. He can. He can work in our lives. We can see miracles in our lives. Hey, miracle of salvation. The miracle of just uh, seeing a transformed life. Those are some of the greatest, aren't they? How do we see God move and do great mighty things? Is it because we're really good people? Is that, how, is that how we get God to move? Is it because we're really good people? Because we've been really uh, righteous in God's eyes? Is that how we get God to move in our life? No, it's never been that way. It's never happened that way. Of course, I'm not encouraging uh, being rebellious against God, but, th- but I'm telling you, good righteousness doesn't impress God. Our righteousness doesn't. Christ's righteousness does. He says all of our righteousness is, is as filthy rags. You know, what, you know what moves God? You know what impresses Him? Faith. Just believe it. Believing in it. 
It's not us knowing everything. It's not us being really great people. It's not. So many times we try to make it that that's what it is. You know why? You know why I believe that we try to make it that way? Because that's something that we can understand. That's something that we can almost control. You know, we can understand that. But, but boy, to get God to work, we have to exercise our faith. Let's stand. We're going to pray. I don't know where each of you are. Maybe you're in here today and you've never exercised your faith in, in salvation, in a relationship with Christ. Today's the day to do that. Just simply believe, accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're a, a believer, but you haven't been believing. You've been allowing things in your life to stress you out, to worry you, to, to cause you to, to get your eyes off of the Lord and on the world and on the problem. Maybe we got to be a believer that just says, hey, I'm putting my cares, casting all my care upon Him, for He careth for you. I'm just going to trust Him. I'm going to believe Him. And that's it. And then I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to put it in His hands and I'm going to choose not to worry about it. We've got to believe from the heart. Look, we want to be a church that sees God move, so we want to be believers that believe in our homes and in our lives. A culture of faith that God can do anything.